Greetings, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode 21 of the Community Solutions Podcast, coming to you from the students, faculty, staff, and community partners affiliated with the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Indiana University Fairbanks School of Public Health in beautiful downtown and very hot Indianapolis. I'm Jack Terman Jr., your host for the podcast and a member of the faculty in this great department. We hope that you and yours are having a blessed day and that listening to this podcast helps bring a little light and joy into your world. Today, our students Mariah and Ajane have a conversation about the book, Turning to One Another, Simple Conversations to Restore Hope to the Future by Margaret J. Wheatley. In this podcast, you will learn of the power of simple conversations to make positive change in our world. Just think about times in your own life when a simple, meaningful conversation worked to make your life better. Well, this book talks about how conversations can be used to become the catalyst to make our world a better place. It seems that we all need to add time to our day to embrace and enjoy a conversation with a friend or family member, which addresses action to improve our world. So I challenge all of us today to sit down, relax with a friend, turn off all the media, and start a conversation with this question. What am I willing to see in the world that needs to change for the better? Just take a deep dive into this question and look for the enlightenment that it brings to you, your partner, and your relationship, and how it just may result in a small, tiny, doable action that you can take together to start a positive change. Have a great day. Share our podcast with others. Keep listening, and let's join the conversation. Hi, my name is Mariah. Hi, my name is Ajane. Today we're going to talk about the book, Turning to One Another, Simple Conversations to Restore Hope to the Future by Margaret J. Wheatley. Let's take a quick minute to talk more about Margaret Wheatley. She affectionately goes by Meg. Meg received her Bachelor of Arts in History from the University of Rochester and University College London. She then went on to receive her Master's in Media, Ecology, and Systems Thinking from New York University. Lastly, she got her Doctorate in Administration, Planning, and Social Policy from Harvard University. Meg didn't stop there, though. She spent two years serving in the Peace Corps in Korea during the 60s, working as a teacher in New York City, a best-selling author for nine books, and has served in an advisory capacity for programs in England, Croatia, Denmark, Australia, South Africa, and the United States. Meg is also the co-founder and president of the Burkhana Institute, which is a charitable global foundation that connects leaders and their communities globally. Meg has lived in Utah since 1989 with her family. There, she enjoys spending time with her seven children and numerous grandchildren and great-grandchildren. She truly enjoys the quiet nature and solitude that comes from living in Utah. 
If you are interested in learning more about Margaret Wheatley, feel free to visit her website, margaretwheatley.com. As our world is faced with many problems, Margaret Wheatley has a simple solution. Something so simple as having a conversation can help solve so many issues currently going on. Throughout the book, Margaret gives advice through from stories, poems, quotes, and for everyday people to start having intentional conversations with one another. So, Ajane, Margaret talks a lot about how big movements have started from casual conversations with friends. For example, in the book, a Canadian woman talking to her friend about getting medical supplies to take to a Vietnamese orphanage, which turned into them gathering enough medical supplies to fill 40-foot shipping containers and 12 incubators. Have you ever had one of these some friends and I started talking experiences where your simple conversations catapulted into something grand and unexpected? Yeah, actually I have. So I'm a leader for a women's ministry and one of the ladies is currently pregnant within the ministry and she's having twins. So another leader and her were talking and she was expressing how nervous she was and that she just wasn't prepared for twins. Later that day, um, the leaders and all of us were talking and she shared with us um, her concerns and so we decided to throw her a baby shower. We put in our money and we were able to plan her this beautiful baby shower and we were able to get her gifts off of her registry including a playpen and some other things. And then at the baby shower, she was just so excited and grateful we were able to do something like this for her and we shared it on social media as well. Last week, we were actually informed that someone anonymously purchased everything off of her registry. We were so shocked and happy, and it was just a simple conversation that had started and was able to turn into such a huge blessing for her. Oh, wow, that's great. That shows that having a simple conversation with someone can turn into an unexpected blessing. Conversation is essentially the start of any movement in our society. This is where we begin to understand how other people think, and act in certain situations. Margaret also gives conversation starters in hopes of igniting meaningful thoughts and conversations that her readers will use in their everyday lives. Let's use one of her conversation starters to have a conversation now. One of the conversation starters that stood out to me is the question, what am I willing to notice in my world? So what's something you're willing to notice in your world? Hmm. Living in the United States allows us to have more privilege than people living in lower-income countries. This privilege has essentially blindfolded us to seeing the problems of the world. For example, people in low-income countries die from diseases such as tuberculosis, malaria, and Legionnaire's disease. How often do we think about these diseases? Maybe once a year if you work in healthcare and have to get your annual TB skin test done. These diseases are out of sight, out of mind. If we make a conscious effort to address these problems, we can work to eliminate them in these countries. Yeah, I totally agree. It's not something I consciously worry about daily, whereas others in another country might have to. It only becomes a problem to me if I'm faced with it, which I never have been. It makes me think about if the United States can take care of these problems, then other countries should be able to as well. They just need the resources and help to do so. Not that it will be a simple quick fix, 
as it will take time, but something that can be done. So why do you think people feel uncomfortable when others express their pain or suffering? You know, I actually can relate to this. In my personal experience, I at times feel uncomfortable when people express their emotions to me, but more so when it's done in person. I'm really good at listening and helping people through their problems if they text me about it because they're going through something and I'm able to read it through the text and I can take time and process what they said and then think of a response to what they're going through. When it's in person, I can see their emotions and I can feel it more, which makes me then take on their emotions. It becomes harder for me to respond or comfort them because I just don't want to say the wrong thing. I completely agree. When someone comes to us expressing pain, we might not know how to fix it or even be able to fix it at all. So we try to avoid the situation at all costs. As far as addressing the problems in a foreign country, we can just turn off the television or put down the newspaper. But these actions do not help us or the people suffering. In regard to the foreign country problems, we feel like we can't do anything to help. But sometimes we don't have to. Having a conversation with people about what's going on helps make the problem heard and becomes a problem people are at least aware of and not just ignoring. Yes, I believe Margaret refers to that as bearing witness. This means people are brave enough to listen to human suffering and acknowledge it for what it is, not turning a blind eye or turning the TV off. Margaret says, how we respond to human suffering is our choice. We can either run away from the suffering or run toward it in hopes of making a change. This also allows us to see those that are suffering more as human. We can put ourselves in their shoes and have empathy for them. Okay, let's pick one more question. Ajane, when have you experienced working for the common good? A few years ago during undergrad, I volunteered for Habitat for Humanity, which is a nonprofit that builds homes for low-income families. And I mainly volunteered in the main office helping input data and doing some administration work, but I was offered the opportunity to help build a home on a Saturday morning. As any college student, I did not want to wake up super early and build a cold and build a home in the cold, which I had absolutely no experience doing. That day, I went out there and I got to meet the family who was going to receive the home, and it was just so enlightening to hear the family speak about how much this home was going to mean to them and how much it was going to help them in their situation before. Hearing this made me want to work hard and do my job to better serve the family. It truly made getting up worthwhile. I bet in the end that was a very fulfilling experience for you. Working toward the common good usually leaves people with a sense of energy and satisfaction. I've had a similar experience a few years ago as I spent time in a rural village on a mountainside in Coakley, Panama. I spent time working with my peers and with the local village people building sustainable showers for them to use. We were able to look past the language barrier and different socioeconomic statuses to help fellow human beings. Often we were invited into their one-room modest homes to share in a meal. This experience helped me to see the humanity behind people who have very little. Wow, that really sounds amazing to be able to help in such a huge way. 
You know, oftentimes we think of these moments as something that happens every once in a while, and instead we can incorporate these into our everyday lives. As Margaret says, make the working for the common good a part of our real world. So many of you might be wondering, what can you do to have meaningful conversations in your everyday lives? We suggest you buy turning to one another simple conversations to restore hope to the future at your local bookstore to read more about the conversation starters we didn't discuss in this pod, pod, podcast. But we, we have also summarized a few key points from the book. The first point is listen. We people go about our days and it can become easy to talk with others and share about yourself. And the challenging part is to simply listen to someone without interjecting or sharing about yourself in your experiences. Simple, active listening shows the person that you are fully invested in what they have to say and allows you to receive their message for what it is. The second point, be brave. Be brave enough to listen to other people's problems. Be brave enough to have the hard conversation, conversations that nobody else seems to be having or even that nobody else wants to have. Talk to people you know and talk to people you don't know. The third point, invite people to be a part of the conversation. Anyone who wants and is willing to help start change should be a part of the conversation. The conversations can grow with new people and new ideas that contribute. The more connections you make, the more resources are presented, and the more people have to cultivate positive change. Be the catalyst of change. You never know where your simple conversation can take you. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion of Turning to One Another, Simple Conversations to Restore Hope to Our Future by Margaret J. Wheatley. We hope you feel enlightened to go out and have simple conversations. Thank you for listening, and please make sure to share this podcast with your friends.